It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DC Penn's finest, and CB uh, Chris Coacher, CB Coacher Boy. Oh my God! Um, we got another great episode for you guys today. The Super Bowl is on the horizon, so we're of course going to talk about that. But we're also going to talk a lot of NBA All Star Weekend coming up, trade deadline obviously sneaking up on us. Um, so yeah, that's what we'll be going over today. Make sure to leave a like, subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Uh, if you're listening to this on audio platform, please leave a like, five star rating, download if you like the episode. Um, so yeah, and, and you know, YouTube on the road to 250, we're almost there. Uh, but without further ado, we always got to get started with Summit's Plummets. So we're actually going to start with Chris because Chris wanted to say something, and I accidentally hit record. So um, yeah, Chris, can get us started this week. I was having a yap attack and it, it just took over. But I was I was yapping about what I can use as my summit. I had a game yesterday and we won by 34 points, 104 to 70. We scored 100 and we only had six players. Uh that's my my summit because first of all, it was it was fun. Second, we knew the people we were playing because like we played with them, uh like play against them on Sundays all the time. So like it was cool to you know play them. But yeah, we won by 30. So that was cool. Uh my plummet. What y'all think? Y'all thought it was the uh, Thunder versus the Trouble? Really? Oh, Trouble. Yes. And you know who I was playing like? Oh, good old Kenrich Williams. JK, I was playing pretty good, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kenrich Williams. Uh, Dallas Native, I found out. Um, that's really random, but I found it out. And my plummet is that there is a Super Bowl game on Sunday, and my team isn't playing. Plus, Darvin Ham is still in uh, uh, the coach of the Lakers. So, double sadness. Are you sure you want to fire Darvin Ham? Yes, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. <laughs> the 2K option. Yes, I'm sure. Danny, um, what's been going on, man? Uh, Thinking about I'm Rattler going... in that in that in that that black and yellow man. No, nah, I'm not thinking about Rattler. I think right. they're going to go. <laughs> I wish I was thinking about a quarterback, man. Um, unfortunately. The Steelers will not be making a move for a quarterback unless they go into the round top three, ten. Round three, round three, round three, round three, round three. Trust they trust, could, trust. they could be making a move to get Jaden Daniels in the top five. Okay, okay. Um, now we're talking. We're talking. There's a couple teams that like don't really need to be picking in the top five that could move back, and the Steelers sitting at twenty, give a first or two player, call it a day. Maybe, 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 but. We're here for the summit's plummets. Drafts not for a couple weeks. 
Yeah, think about it. Draft is we're two months away from the draft. Uh, pretty crazy thing about. Yes. But we gotta get the, on the recruit in this summer of the week. Let's say Miami. Uh, I was just in Miami for the week, and but yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh, had a good time. Got faded up. Did you Not know Travis Kelsey invented that? What the fade? <laughs> Travis Kelsey invented the fade, according to white people journalism. On the first of February, which is unreal, <laughs> they threw him in a different blender. That was terrifying. <laughs> oh, oh, I want to shift gears real quick. Uh, just, just real quick. We're gonna stay with someone's post. Who has the best BHM shoe? Kevin Durant, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but Kevin Durant. By far, unfortunately, yeah, I think. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kobe nine, Kobe nine elites, BHM. My, oh, yeah. not only my favorite Kobe, but best mm. BHM. Those are some um, nice ones. Those are nice, bro. They're Kobe nine elites. You couldn't tell nobody not everybody had a pair. Well, I didn't, but Danny had a pair. Our guy Darren had a pair. If you ain't have a pair, bro, you was missing out. And that's why I, I had the I had the but black and Darren red let me wear his other pair, pair though. Darren had two pairs and he let me wear one. So yo, you know he has our guy. You, me, I was fighting it. Our, our guy, you Dan, shout out to him. He had the Derrick Rose Adidas, best basketball I thought, sneaker ever. I thought, I thought he had the Hardens. I thought they was Hardens. I think they were Derrick Rose Adidas, dude. I know they were. So they had like memory foam in them, bro. They were super they like a cloud. Comfy. They were, they were so comfy running up and down the floor. Uh, Chris, I remember but, we were basketball practice. We argued who got to wear his shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Nah, basketball practice used to be hilarious, especially when you the eighth graders, bro. Nah, that used to do it, man. Um, but Danny, I'm sorry. Uh, you you still have a plummet, right? Because the summit was um, Miami. You were out here in Miami. Yeah, the plummet is that the NFL is getting a little weird. Uh, I don't like that the media day it has both teams sitting next to each other like they're best friends. Like, you're going out there for blood in four or five days. You're going to hit each other to the ground. You're supposed to go take selfies next to each other and say, oh, yeah, 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 we're best friends. Dude, they, they were talking. Like, if the Eagles were in, and the Niners were doing media day together, you're telling me they're not doing this, they're doing the same thing? Fuck no. No. No, and you know what I'll say? I'm not, like, I agree to you. I agree with you to some extent. Um, I'm not, like, guys can't be friends, but, like, staging it up to be friends is also a little weird. Um. But, like, that is an actual problem with the NFL. Not not Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. But, no, I, 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 I agree to an extent, though. Like, could you imagine, like, like who are some teams that, like, maybe have some deep-rooted rivalry? Steelers-Cowboys. Like, yeah, Steelers-Cowboys. They have a deep rivalry, Super Bowl history. You, they just going to be chill. Like, if those two ever, ever meet up in the Super Bowl again, it's just going to be chill? Like, no. No, it's never. Just, like in a weird situation where like a relocation happens and like the Colts are in the NFC again and they play the Patriots in the Super Bowl, it's just supposed to be cool. No, but I, I get what you're saying though, dude. If it was the Eagles Niners, like if they could make this type of stage, I I, I think I think they would put like George Kittle and like Jordan Mailata in a wrestling match and Mailata would destroy him. But you, you know yeah, what? But, when the Niners lose the Super Bowl, the next day they should announce the Niners to Brazil with the Eagles. To Brazil. Nah, I think they're going to be playing the Packers. Every every sign points towards the, the Packers because you're not going to – you can't send a divisional game over, uh, you know, out the country. Um, I don't know who our other matchups would be. Um, Steelers on the road. They got Steelers at home. Steelers so will be, be a good Steelers. one. 
Steelers would be a good one, but the Steelers probably wouldn't generate like they would generate hype. It's a PA battle, but y'all are buns, unfortunately. Well, your quarterback's bum. I'm not gonna say the team's bum. Quarterback's buns. It kind of like takes down some of the hype. Uh, Browns have a predator QB. You don't want that guy representing, you know, your country. Um, so I think I think the I think Packers would be a really 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 nice one. Um, but uh, to my to my summits and plummets. Uh, you know, I couldn't make up a plummet here and say that Joe Mazzola is my coach, but I guess that's fake pessimism according to 99% of NBA fans. But uh, dude's just, I don't know, dude's not a good head coach for like good 80% of the game. He's just not a good head coach. Uh, here's what I'll say. Plummet, um, Joel Embiid is probably wraps, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, but it's probably wraps for him this season. That sucks. He was probably having one of the best – Seasons by a big man since I don't know when. Like offensively, like this dude was getting whatever he wanted. Um, and it's just unfortunate because like you know, while I'm not a Sixers fan, I'm a basketball fan. I resonate with my my hometown team at least at least a little bit because you know, like before before we had Hulu or whatever, that was the only thing on TV. So, you know, I did I I watched a lot of Sixers. Of course, I I try to watch Almost every Sixers game I can, and, and which it's a good matchup. So to not see him out there, it, it's going to be tough. My summit, though, however, um, is, is um, that Luke, Luca and Kyrie are, are, are back healthy. And I didn't do the research on this. I just want to know what would this what's what would this team's record be with? Wh- I want to know what their record is together when they're both healthy, full game, like. Anybody else can be hurt. Like, uh, you know, Hardy can be hurt. Josh Green can be hurt. Tim Hardaway can be out. But if you have these two on a court, you can – you're not getting a lot of stops, but you can go down every single possession and, and score, whether they're generating or getting it themselves. I, I truly believe that. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, it's just good to see two of my favorite players healthy. And I, I guess double plummet. Um, it's just sad that like every time Luca has a good game or something happens, or last game, I think he had 19, six and three or something like that. And shot like 40% from the field, whatever. Like, and they won, they won. And the first thing Celtics were saying, Celtics fans were like, if this was Tatum, y'all would be this, this and that. And it's like, dog, if y'all are going to put Tatum in every single situation of a player, every other fan is going to bring up Tatum when their player is doing good. Like it's, it's, it's a double-sided pencil. Like it's, if you write Tatum's name into situations, people are going to write Tatum's name in their player situation. Like someone said, like, are y'all ready for this combo? And it was Donovan Mitchell stats and Jason Tatum stats. Like, first of all, we're not dumb enough to fall for that. Like, please be serious. We're not dumb enough to fall for that. Donovan Mitchell having a phenomenal year. You want to throw him higher on the MVP ladder than Tatum because what's been going on lately? Be my guest. He's not a better basketball player than Jason Tatum. Like, please just don't be so sensitive. The Celtics fans, they also were so this this leads it up perfectly um to our NBA weekly segment. Um Scotty Barnes and uh Trey Young were announced as the replacements. Rightfully so, because they should have never missed the game in the first place. And Celtics fans were saying, Derek White, snub. They were really fighting the Kristaps snub with Scotty Barnes. N- not only, Scotty Barnes 
he averages only one more point on like a, a dip in efficiency. Scotty Barnes also has so much more to do for his team. And a lot of people bring up the record. I've never liked the your team record should grant you more all stars. It's just it weird, matters for man. MVP, not all stars. Yes, like MVP, unless with the exception of I think Luka Doncic right now. And wait, and and Russell and, Westbrook. And when he was I was gonna 60, say, right? hey, I was getting there, man. And Russell and Russell Westbrook, who I, I still have no idea how that team was even a succeed. But anyway. Ooh. With the exception of them, yes, your team has to be good. It has to be competitive to win MVP. But, like, All-Star, All-Star, like, why do we have to win? Why do we have to be successful for All-Star? And don't say it's empty stats. Like, like it. there's a difference between empty stats and, like, a good player. Remember how many how, for how many years people were saying Devin Booker was putting up empty stats? How about you look really fucking stupid right now? Because this man has, has never been better. He's been awesome. Um, He's fifth in the league in scoring. Like, it's just no difference from day one. I I, I don't know. Scotty Barnes 100% deserved it, in my opinion. Um, But I guess main topic is um, of this is uh, Embiid and the Sixers. Um, Danny, Embiid will be re-evaluated in four weeks. weeks. So that's, what, March 6th? Let's see. I'll be on spring break in L.A. Okay. So, what? Okay, so they have, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 with tomorrow night's game. So the Sixers have, what did I just say, 13, 14? 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. The Sixers have 13 games until Embiid even gets re you have. You gotta go five hundred. Gotta go five. You gotta go five hundred. They have. Is it is it possible? They, is is it possible? You have. They host the Warriors. Then they host Atlanta. Take a quick road trip to face the Wizards. Then you'll face the Cavs. Red you hot nice Cavs. T- the red okay, hot Cavs. Okay, now here here comes a a plus but minus. You have a four game homestand. You got Heat, Knicks, Cavs, Bucks, and then right after that, you take a trip up. You take you take a trip up to Boston, and then you come back home for the Hornets. You go down to Dallas, you go up to Brooklyn, and you finish it off with a home game against the Grizzlies. And that's assuming that he's back after four weeks, but he's just getting looked at after them four weeks. I think the Sixers are cooked, man. I don't know what you think. Like, I don't know how you feel, but talking about that stretch of games, they're already four and eleven without him. Their points per game total dropped by nine when he isn't playing. I'm sure that'll get higher as they get adjusted to playing with each other. But I don't know. I'm I'm not really high on this Sixers team. And truth be told, I think they could actually miss the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think worst case they actually get a play-in spot. I think they need to win like what eight eight more games throughout the regular season to get a play-in spot. I think they could get that done. Yeah, because the teams outside of the play-in, like eleven and on, are pretty bad. So yeah, that's my. So I think worst case they'll get a play-in spot, and Embiid should body some a play-in spot if he's back. But this brings my point. I think Joel Embiid 
is the NBA embodiment of TJ Watt. The team without him is nothing. He's okay. an MVP caliber player every single year. He won it his one year. TJ got his depoy last year. And you just see that the team's kind of built around Embiid. Without Embiid, the team is nothing. And when you lose Embiid, they're horrible. Same thing happened with the Steelers. When they had TJ Watt last year, they were nine and two. Without it, they were horrible. I believe they were like two and seven. Brings it to the point. The Sixers aren't great without Embiid in the past. With Nick Nurse, he can kind of raise their floor a little bit. He can bring them to average ball. Maxi, like you saw, he got 51. New career high. You can see Kelly Oubre and Tobias Harris elevate their game. But when you're playing teams that have stars, like the Mavericks, like the Warriors tomorrow night, they're not going to – they can't beat them because – they're just going to find that inefficiency with Paul Reed on the low post or Mo Bamba on the low post and any team with the center, they're cooked because Maxi, he's a good defender. He's a better defender with Embiid behind him. The team's just better when you see Embiid in the paint and because they, they teams fear to go in the paint. It's kind of like, oh, Gobert has X amount of blocks this year, but some people just don't go into the paint because they know that shit's getting swatted. Yeah. I think it's a good point. And I think what that mentions, I, I want to bring this to Chris, um, with the idea that if he's not going to be here, I think I think it's worth talking about trading for just a body in the paint. They don't have to be a spectacular defender. What do you think about the idea of them talking to Chicago and getting Andre Drummond back? I need have, it. I need have a, have a better idea. Have a better idea. Have a better idea. I've been saying this for three weeks before before Embiid went down. The Six need to make one call. It's to the Bulls. You get Drummond and you get DeRozan. And there's a reason why. You move those contracts. You got, no, you move those contracts that you have. You move the, the Covington deal. You move the Batum deal. That's good for Chicago. Because I mean DeRozan and Drummond are expiring contracts. Those are expiring contracts. They can buy out even faster if they want to. Attack a, a pick or two. And maybe you might have to give up a Jaden Springer, a, a, a younger guy in a deal. This is just, you know, how it works in the NBA. But then the day, you get DeRozan, DeRozan and Drummond, you don't have to worry about the play, and you'll be in those top six seeds. You'll be able to maintain. Because at the end of the day, you just need to get give, give him time to come back, but come back healthy. Like You don't want to just, okay, it's been four weeks, trying to run him out there. No, you don't want to do that. Because if the MVP's cooked, there's no point. So at that point, you get Drummond and DeRozan, and you go from there. And then you can work out a two-year extension with DeRozan in the offseason if you want to. You can it's, you, you have options. And I think that's the smart thing they did by not jumping on a Zach Levine deal or jumping on uh, one of those deals really early. Now you have the insurance for when your big guy goes down, you can have an option. Like, Dur- or, you know, yeah, even Drummond and Caruso, like, even, that works. But just go to Chicago and get one of those – get two of those players that, that they're looking to move. And I think you stay packed – and you can stay in contention. Like the Cavs are red hot, but at some point you're going to reintegrating um, Garland and Moby is going to change the trajectory of that team. Not saying it's going to be worse, but they're going to have to refigure how to play again. They were out for a little while. You can hope for a skid. You can hope for Miami to skid. You can hope for some teams just to not be good. So you can stay well, but I think making a move to Chicago, getting Drummond, Crusoe, DeRozan, any two of those three, I think it keeps you right where you need to be in a spot where when Embiid gets back, you're even better. Your team's been playing better without him as a group. Like you just got role players better. So more, so forth and so forth. 
And boom, now you're in the playoffs with a healthy and B. You didn't have to rush him back, and now, you, now you're cooking with gas. Yeah, I think that's a good point. There was a report saying that the Sixers do not have interest in DeRozan. DeRozan is just a really weird trade piece. Contract ain't too not. I mean, like for the bucket getter he is. Yeah. For the defense that he provides. And like defense, it, it, look, if your defense is so bad that it gets to the point where it's like, do you really want him on your team? Then like it's that bad. But um, you know, I think I think the Bulls should, yeah, make that. I, I know that they're talking about, you know, running it back, wait till Lonzo comes back. Get people on Lonzo's timeline. If Lonzo's that important, just bring people in on his timeline. Like the Rosen's older. You know, maybe keep Levine around if 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 you want. Like if, if it seems to be not building around Lonzo, but like if Lonzo's that important to you, you know, then just like you don't. I don't know. It doesn't have to be that way. They make it super difficult. I would definitely like the idea of Drummond and DeRozan um, for for Philadelphia. Drummond, not like a great rim protector or defender, but he's a body, and Philly fans love him. And I think he provides at least a little extra sum that Paul Reed, you know, Paul Reed cannot be your, like, defensive anchor. So um, I think he wait, provides wait. a little extra depth. No, man. I- Basketball Paul cannot be your defensive anchor. I, I see a rumor the Pistons are looking at adding Tobias Harris. I don't get that. Uh, I don't know what they would give. They're you. not a real team. No, you know what? You know what though? You know what? Bogdanovich and Wiseman need a big body for one year. I mean, for for a half a Wiseman. season, he's on a, he's on oh, an expiring deal. Gross. He's on an expiring deal. No, no, no. He's, he's not that bad. He's not that bad to where he can't plug in and give you minutes. Yeah, but he he might have to plug in and play some playoff minutes. Hear me <laughs> out. Ready? Give me Jalen Duran. Jalen Duran. Dang, that's not happening for for Tobias Harris. They probably Tobias Harris. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's like. I'm, I'm the GM of the Celtics. I'm the GM of the Celtics. I'm calling up, let's say, Magic. I'm like, yo, you know, I'm interested in one of your young players. I got Luke Cornett. I got Peyton Pritchard. And so, and, and two first. And they're like, all right, all right, that sounds good. What, what you want? Like, Anthony Black? What you want? Uh, Jalen Suggs? Yeah, what's up, what's up with that Franz fella? Uh, <laughs> like, nah. Um... That would be funny though if you send uh, Tobias back to Detroit, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in other news, I think we kind of all agree Sixers are kind of like all around cooked. Uh, but my thing is, I don't want to bring like let's say Embiid does come back like a couple games before the playoffs. Like, do we want to make his first games back playoff basketball, or we really or would we really just shut it down? You got a lot of cap space this summer. You can, you know, just just rest. We'd rather you sit this April out so you're healthy enough to play next April. And I know it's a recurring cycle of sit this game out so you're healthy later and he still ends up being hurt. But I, I truly believe I would rather him not have his first game back being playoff basketball. Sit it out. We're going to have you, Maxi, and another Max player or several key role guys next year. And we're going to be stronger than we've ever been in your era. And it, and And this is why you trust the process. Um, but it's going to be tough, especially when the Celtics trade for Alex Caruso and um, they got Holiday, White, 
Caruso, Tatum, Brown, small ball lineup that don't feel like a small ball lineup because Tatum's one of the best rim protecting wings in the league. You got three of the best perimeter defenders out there. You got Jalen Brown, who's finally bought back in on defense, which I absolutely love. Uh, And all it's going to take is paying Pritchard in a first. Can't believe it. I will ask you, yo, if y'all are the Celtics, I'm pretty sure the Celtics really have all their first round picks. How many first round picks as the Celtics do you think it would take to get Alex Caruso? Think two, three, because the Bulls could be like the the Bulls could be like, well, your your picks aren't going to be good, but like the Celtics, because the Celtics can overspend on picks because they're never going to be bad because Jason Tatum's twenty five years old and Jason Brown's twenty seven years old. But this is the thing too, though. Even with the Bulls saying that, no team trading for Caruso is a lottery team. They don't want Caruso, so they're not going to get true. much better than a Celtics pick. So if they say true. that, they're just going to be holding on to him for no reason. Because you Celtics pick, uh, who else was asking about him? Lakers, Heat, whatever teams, they're all in the playoffs. So you're going to be in the twenties. Let's let's swing Sixers, over to Sixers the Lakers. Let's swing over to the Lakers real quick. So the Lakers, their prominent trade pieces have been D'Lo, Rui. LeBron, Gabe, Gabe Vincent isn't prominent, but he's been in every trade deal to help with the money. Um, I don't know how much of Austin Reeves is not untouchable, but like I think for the right price, maybe. Uh, Max Christie, probably for the right price, even though I told Chris this, I don't, I don't get it with him. But um, so their big name has been Dejounte Murray. Chris, at this point. Would you rather keep D'Lo and have the highs and lows? Or would you rather, you know, package something up, get a bona fide third star? Because it seems that, like, the third star thing has not really worked in LeBron's time there. But now we're seeing that LeBron and AD and a bunch of role players isn't working right now because those role players those role players are at Alex Caruso and KCP and Kuzma, guys who are going to, you know, Stay in their chair and play some defense. Uh, I just, I just want to hear your thoughts. What what the hell should the Lakers do at the trade deadline aside from sending LeBron to New York? Yeah, or Boston. <clears throat> anyway, I was saying oh, that. Could you I, imagine? I think uh, in real life, though, uh, the the whole problem with the Lakers right now is people are saying they need a third star. Diaz Russell is a third star. Point blank period. He is. Everybody's told him he's a role player. Darvin Ham has made him into a role player. Diaz Russell is a third star. Like if you remember. The championship team, yeah, LeBron AD had a bunch of role players. Yes, people can laugh, and people will probably laugh when I say this. Cal Kuzma thought he was a third star, and he played in that way, in that fashion. The shots he took, the way he played, he played as a third star. So you still need a third star, but you need a mid-tier guy. DeJounte Murray is not that. DeJounte Murray is a guy who thinks he's a 1B or a 2 on the championship team. He is. He, he thinks that. Not saying he is, but that's what he thinks. He's going to come to the Lakers and try to prove that, and it's going to be worse than what you're getting now. He's a better on-ball defender than DeAngelo Russell, but outside of that, DeJounte Murray doesn't do much more better than D'Lo. He just doesn't. He doesn't stand still shoot better. He does not catch and shoot better. He doesn't play make better. He does not play in the mid-range better. He does not do anything exceptionally better that would make me want to send D'Lo, attach an asset, and go get him. There's there's, there's not one part of me that does that. The only way I'm making a move on the Lakers, I'm moving – one of those fours that don't play enough because you can't because you have to play LeBron 30-plus minutes. You move Rui or you move Vando or or you move one. You can't move Vando now he's on his foot surgery. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you move one of those guys. You move Rui to get a backup big and a and a, a backup point guard, like a, a guard. 
like a, a Caruso Drummond. Not saying you can get that, but you want to get a type like that if you're going to move anything. I think you keep D'Lo. I think you keep Reeves. You play them as if they're third stars because they all play in that in that lane. And then you have LeBron and AD. You, you play like that. I don't think you go out and make a move because it doesn't make sense. The guys that are available now, like, yeah, if Donovan Mitchell was available and you had the assets, then, yeah, you package up everything you can to go get him. But he's not. If DeJounte Murray is the best piece you can get, and I'm a big DeJounte Murray fan, it's not worth breaking up your team and giving them assets to do it if you're the Lakers. It's not. Because it's not going to push you over the needle more than D'Angelo Russell playing better. Just one. Yeah. I think I think last trade deadline might have spoiled us a little bit. We saw names like Kyrie Irving. We saw Kevin Durant, one of like the 14, 15 best players to ever pick up a basketball, get traded mid-year. That just doesn't happen. And, and this this trade deadline is more realistic. Like the best guy on the market is DeJounte Murray, fringe all-star. You guys, it was Zach Levine, but he got hurt. I don't think you can trade hurt guys, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you, like like Alex Caruso is a huge name on the trade market. And, and that, that's no disrespect to him. It, like one of the best role players in the NBA, but not an all-star. But this is how most trade deadlines usually look. I completely agree. Here's the thing with D'Angelo Russell. Here's how he's he's been playing past couple weeks. We got 28 points against the Hornets. Meh. 16 points against the Knicks. 16 points against the Boston Celtics. He did shoot five for 20 in that game. He also had 14 assists. He was absolutely dealing. Bad game against the Hawks. 23 points against the, the Rockets. 28 against Golden State, 29 against the Bulls, 27 against the Clippers. He actually had 27, 10, and 5. Really good game right there. He actually hit eight threes against the Bulls. 34 against the Blazers with six made threes. 20 points against Brooklyn. You know, nothing crazy. 29 points against the Mavericks. Uh, you know, so-and-so game against the Thunder. Then he had 39 against the Jazz. He is completely liable to... He's not going to shoot like that every night because his touches are going to be inconsistent every night. But I believe, yes, I believe that he could be the main scoring option outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis on a championship. And main playmaker option, both outside of yes, LeBron. and and you know, benching D'Lo, like having him come off the bench is not like the greatest idea. But running him in a lot of non-LeBron minutes would really, really help the Lakers. Because with D'Lo out there, yeah, he can catch and shoot, but I feel like he's best when he's bringing the ball up. He's in, gets in his his rhythm. That's what he was doing good in Brooklyn. That's what he did good in his you know in his time in LA. Is just you know being the main facilitator leads him to also being able to score uh, with anybody. Um, there will be a team Indiana. Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Turner, Benedict Mathern in the NBA Skills Challenge. So there's that. Um, but yeah, so uh, Alex Crusoe is going to the Celtics for sure. Unfortunately, Alex Crusoe is a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, it'll be Crusoe yeah. and Drummond to the Thunder for Kenrich Williams and two first round picks. Remember, I, I think you. when they need size, I think Drummond. Is what it because it's not size as in like Chet is a bad defender. Chet's like legit. You don't want to guard and beat in Jokic for forty five minutes. Exactly. Not even like <laughs> he can probably block their shots and stuff, but like it's a bruising, bruising playoffs. Get somebody who can rotate with him. Get somebody who can make Chet play some four. 
Six uh, more like, fouls. That's what you need. Six yeah. more fouls. Exactly. And like Jalen Williams, like, yeah, he's another like guy who can bruise, but like let's be real, Jalen Williams probably isn't getting much playoff time. And not saying like Drummond is. I mean, he can't really space the floor, but like put the right guys around him, then maybe. But um so but what yeah. moving on to the NFL. One thing okay, before yeah, we, we can talk yep. about the Super Bowl. There's a rumor out right now that the Bears package for Justin Fields is going to look something similar to the Carson Wentz deal where they get conditional first round pick it based on playing time. That's fair. Fields has missed his first year of time. I think that's good. I think it would be a second round pick. And if, if he can play 80% of snaps, bam, whatever. I think it would be a second and a third. And that third is conditional to become a second because Carson Wentz, Oh my god! After the season he had, the fact the Eagles Eagles even got a first round pick out of that man, it's absurd, insane, masterclass, masterclass. The dude had what had a one to one touchdown to turnover ratio. Uh, yeah, so it's crazy because Carson uh, didn't throw interceptions. He has fumbled the ball. He no, he legit had. He either had a pick and a fumble, two picks or two fumbles every single game, two turnovers every single game. These interceptions he fumbled the ball so horrible. bad though. Dude, he was throwing. No, I think he actually had 16 picks. And he also had a million fumbles as well. So uh, it was bad. That, that was a rough year. Seeing Jalen the Red Rocket was come in. Red Rocket was going down. Okay, man. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Super Bowl. It's uh, Niners, Chiefs. Um, two red teams. Yep. Um. Okay. Both have a shade of yellow. Let's go with that. Um. So we can talk. Uh, let's start with the 49ers. Uh, the way I want to kind of break this down is I'm, I think we're all taking the Chiefs, and that's kind of boring. So we'll give – I guess we could talk about keys to victory for each team, starting with the Niners. Danny, what is the groundwork for the Niners beating the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl? And I didn't want to use the word upset. DraftKings has them as the favorites. Hmm? We, it's going to sound crazy. We saw the Eagles lay down the groundwork to beat the – Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year, it's do not let Patrick Mahomes have the ball. Keep the ball out of his hand. Run the ball. Possess the ball. Keep, give him 20 minutes of time, just like the Eagles did last year. Except the Eagles let their special teams get involved, and Kadarius Toney came down the field. Mahomes only had the ball for about 22 minutes, I believe, last year in the Super Bowl, which is insane. They put up 38 points in 22 minutes. We'll say 31 because of the scoop and score. But God damn it, Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> no, yeah, like, I, I, I like that one. I like that key. So number one, keep the ball out of uh, Patrick Mahomes' hands because if you give him thirty minutes possession, Lord knows what he's putting up. <laughs> or here's the thing, Lord knows you're not putting up points because you're just gonna. If it's thirty, he's probably putting up forty minutes possession, and the Niners' offense is not built to sustain these big play drives. It's more. Dink and dunk. Let me tie your defense out. And I think what they have to do is convert big third downs. What the Chiefs have done in these playoffs is be very efficient in not letting teams pick up third downs. Except for that one Lamar play where he – like there's a couple plays when they are playing the Ravens. Lamar was just magic. Lamar, were, Lamar is the exception. <laughs> He's the exception. People were talking about, oh, Lamar Jackson had a bad game. He was magic for some – 
plays in that game. Like, the, some, if you watch the game back, his highs were highs and his lows were low. I agree. Like, you have to realize the Chiefs defense is playing 2010 to 2015 Patriot level defense. That the Patriot defenses were just there, and yeah, that's how the Chiefs defense is right now. They Spags is doing his thing. And you got to realize that the Niners have to out-coach Spags. And if it's a guy to do it, it's Shanahan. It's okay. let, letting the skills do it. So these, Here's the thing, okay. though. These screen passes, and the third key to my success with the Niners, these screen passes are not going to cut it. The Chiefs corners play up in your face. They're going to play man-to-man. They're going to jam you at the line. You saw what happened to Tyreek Hill, the best receiver in football. Him or Jettas, whatever you want to decide. Those two are the best two in football. Jettas. Yeah, it's that's fair. I don't care. But you saw what happened to Tyreek Hill. He got pressed to the earth. So <laughs> what you have to do is let Brock Purdy cook. It's gonna sound crazy because I've hated on Brock Purdy for a while. But what he what I saw against in the NFC championship from Brock Purdy which is that he has the ability to extend plays, that he has the ability to be a playmaker. But the problem is he played too much in structure for his first two years of his career so far. Let him extend plays. Let him get outside the pocket. Let him take off. He had 50 rushing yards. Let him take off. Let him do his thing and have a chance against the Chiefs. If you keep him in the pocket and keep him doing these little dink and dunks and the Chiefs are eventually going to capitalize on the stake and it's over. You need to... Let him be a quarterback. Don't make him operate within the scheme. Because last time we saw that happen, Jimmy G lost the game. I like that. I I, I like that you said that for Purdy. You know, let, let him let him do his thing. I do think he has a little bit of creativity gene to him. I absolutely like that. I want to swing it over to Chris. So Danny gave us some pretty good keys to victory. Now, could you give us some key players? Who for the Niners, like three or four guys, who is going to have to stick out? Who is going to have to win? Who's going to have to will the team to victory? If they if they want to beat Mahomes, what three or four guys got to stick out? Oh, you want, you want mute? You want mute? Yeah, check the. What about now? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay. 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 So give us, yeah, three or four guys that gotta that gotta stick out if they if the Niners want to win. All right. Before that, slam dunk contest got announced. Uh, I was gonna hold off on that until. Okay. Go. Okay. Go. 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 We'll we'll talk about it though. We'll talk about it. Okay. So before, so the the four players I have, uh, Brock Purdy for one. I think he's got to be the most important guy on the field, like Super Bowl MVP level type guy. He's got to be the most important guy because I I agree with Danny 100. They have to let him play. I've talked a lot about Brock Purdy, but like, and what Tone said too, he's creative enough. And I think he has skill. You got to let that dude show it. Brandon Ayuk as well. I think he is very important on the fact of you, you, you know what you expect to get out of Christian McCaffrey. If Debo's 100%, which I feel like he'll be close enough to, you know what you expect to get. I think Ayuk's very important. I think Fred Warner is very important to this game as well to play. And the way he plays, the way they use him, is he going to be spying Mahomes? Not saying Mahomes is going to run like Lamar, but having eyes on him is going to be very important because he's extending plays. We we know what Mahomes does, so very important. Excuse me. 
And lastly, and this may come as a surprise, Kyle Juszczyk. I think he's going to be very important because I think if you're the 49ers, you have to mix up your play calling because, as you said, the Chiefs play well, – Danny said the Chiefs play up in your face. They're going to they're gonna pressure you and do a lot. So it's going to take away a lot of your screen play. So maybe you run a couple – you you push, push a couple fullback dives in there. You push a couple random passes to a fullback. Maybe use Kyle Juszczyk as a second tight end. You know, just move him around to where – He's important in the game, too. Just give them another person to worry about. I know that's weird to, to try to make a fullback that, that important, but I think to beat the Chiefs, you have to be creative and you have to pull stuff out that they haven't seen in a while, and I think that would be like a, a cool wrench to throw in there. So those would be the four guys I picked. Yeah, and I like that you specifically said Brandon Ayuk because that meshes with one of Danny's points. Chiefs, one of the best third-down defenses. Brandon Ayuk, the greatest receiver of all time on third down. Like, it could be third and 12. It could be third and long. Purdy is going to find this dude. And he always manages to get open on third down. He understands field positioning. He understands where where he needs to get to, to get past the sticks, what zones to sit in, how I'm going to attack my man off the release. I think Brandon Ayuk, uh, it, it, he's really like a special wide receiver talent. And he's a great football mind at the wide receiver position. I'm glad that you mentioned that. It's a legit, perfect, like hand in hand that, that you two were thinking that. Um, I love all the points made. I love all the points made. You guys both talked about how Purdy has to, Shannon has to let Purdy, you know, get creative. And I think he's the creativity gene. Um, I like that you mentioned Fred Warner, not necessarily as a spy, because it's not saying like, like Mahomes isn't like Lamar, but like Mahomes, I watched him gash the Eagles on a huge third down run last year that essentially won them the game later on. Um, and quarterback running will have a little bit to do with my hot take later, but um, well, I think that comes down to the point the way the Eagles ran their defense last year. They ran this bland, I'm going to rush four every time and let my secondary do my secondary. Man, We're not going to bring year, heat too much heat. Last year it worked. Last year it, it worked. worked, man. Oh, it worked when you have year, elite no. <laughs> defensive linemen. It worked when you have Hargrave and Josh Sweat and Hassan and, Reddick all and, playing at and elite one, level. And one year younger – Fletcher Cox and one year younger Brandon Graham than that one year hit fast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Tony, this brings me to my question. Okay. Where do you see Patrick Mahomes' game being limited on Sunday, if it's going to be limited at any way? So, in the first Super Bowl, that was a time where I think that was probably the first time he's probably seen like that too high safety look. And you saw going into the next season, that's when he started to start getting adjusted to that look. He's evolved and for sure. You can't, yeah, you, he's evolved, man. You cannot give him that too high safety look. If I'm the Niners, I don't know. Like, I guess the best way to put it is just like make them, make them earn it, make them work their way all the way down the field. But it's, it's just something that has just like it's worked for them they've done methodical drives they had in the first quarter of the ravens they they had like all but two minutes of the first quarter it was ridiculous they're able to keep up these long drives i don't think necessarily limiting mahomes should be the question it's not going to happen you don't limit lebron james you don't limit steph curry you know you don't limit michael jordan you couldn't limit tom brady so you're not going to limit patrick uh patrick mahomes shut down isaiah pacheco uh, you know, Greenlaw and Fred Warner, Green, Greenlaw and, and Fred Warner have 
a huge job this week. Make the Chiefs essentially just have to throw the ball again. Like, give them no reliance on the run game whatsoever. Um, and Did you I see the video where Pacheco was like, they're like, Pacheco, any thoughts on the Super Bowl? He just goes, Chiefs. Yeah, because if I ran like that into defenders, I probably would not have a thought in my brain either. So, Yo, uh, I think Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown's going around tweeting CTESPN on all these crazy. <laughs> yeah, because he Pacheco just he, Nah, but it sounds weird saying like, "Oh, you have to shut down Isaiah Pacheco," but he's played such a critical role in these playoffs for them. Like he's he runs hard. You know, he's not averaging the most yards per carry in the world, but like. He runs hard, and he's going to make you feel it every single time you try to tackle him. Bumps and bruises are going to add up, especially when we're in, what, week 21 of the season, 22 of the season. It's just like, I don't know, make – funny saying the Chiefs. Make Mahomes beat you, I guess is the word to say it. But, I mean, I don't know. There's not really any limiting this dude. It's kind of like what you said. Just keep him off the field, like – that's the bit like the Eagles, I think, kept them to what 20, would you say like 21 or something like minutes of offense? It wasn't a lot. It's got to be less. It's got to be less than 20. Keep them on the field for 19 minutes and you got yourself a, you got yourself a Vince Lombardi trophy, man. That's like the best way I can put it. The dude is ridiculous. I thought you were going to ask me, where does he rank if he wins the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP? Yeah, I would have told you top two. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I'm with that. Well, you think you think I'm that's crazy? Say, let's let's talk I, about it before before we get to the Chiefs' keys to victory. If Mahomes wins Super Bowl and Super Bowl, wins Super Bowl, wins Super Bowl MVP, where is he all time quarterbacks? As it stands right now, not where we're projecting him in right now, with combined accolades, stats. I say two. I agree. I think two. You think three? Who ahead of him? Brady, of course. Joe think joe montana that's fine i think i'm not a, the biggest joe montana guy but a lot of people seem to they seem to forget he was like the qb goat before brady took over and i also think a lot of people forget i think mahomes is the best quarterback i've ever seen people like not like brady was like jared goff who stuck around for a long time no brady was Look, Brady was gross sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you, man. That dude can make every throw in the field. He's not, no, he's not throwing the ball off his back foot to the other side pylon like Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes. He can sit back there, take hits. He can throw on the run. He can throw over top of safeties. He had a brilliant touch. He's not the all-time passing leader in everything known to man and has seven Super Bowls for... Exactly. Because he's Jared Goff. Let's put some respect on my man's name. If you think Mahomes is the better talent, I agree. But like... We we acting like Tom Brady was like, you know, Tony Romo with with a good head coach. Like, come on now. I didn't mean to slander golf like that. He he caught a crazy stray, but uh, no. Chris, all right, Chris, where's where's Mahomes all time? If you get the Super Bowl MVP, uh, I have him. I have him. Uh, yeah, probably third. Cause I was taught Joe Montana growing up. Like my dad was telling me, like Joe Montana was the guy. And from what I seen, he was elite. But it's hard to say that though, because Joe did have Jerry Rice for some time, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, Jerry Rice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And but Mahomes also had Kelsey. But then Brady had Gronk. So it's like you have your guys, you have your people. So I, I can't even put that on. But I would say, I would say three. And then if he gets another Super Bowl, 
he's only going to be second to Brady for a couple more years, I'd say. But but I I, I, I would now. Okay, so as it stands right now, I have him at two. If he has three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs, I don't need more Super Bowls for you to pass Brady. Like, because I don't see the Super Bowl. Like, I I cherish Super Bowl MVPs. That means you were the best player at the biggest stage. Winning them. It, was Mahomes the best player like in the how, Super Bowl, though? And what? The first one? Yeah. He was. Damian Williams bald. Let's be real though. Mahomes, the the what was it, the 32 jet wasp? That was crazy. Jet shit wasp. <laughs> yeah, dude, that thing was insane. Like pressure in his face just hummed it downfield. Like he was ridiculous that game. Obviously, Josh last Allen year, throw. Yeah. Last year was 100 percent the MVP. Um agreed. But uh yeah, but I would say, but you want to know something about Joe Montana? It kind of throws a huge dent, and I don't want to hear anything about errors because there's a lot of QBs in that errors that threw for more yards. Joe Flacco has more career passing yards than Joe Montana. So uh, there's that. And his best receiver in his time was Anquan Bowden. Shout out Anquan Bowden. He ain't Jerry Rice. So take that to the bank. Who said that? Who said that? Take, you can take that to the bank. Oh, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe said it. Kobe said it. He was like, I got one more to check. Man, Kobe. All right. Let's talk about the Chiefs. I'm going to swap the question. Yeah. So, Danny, I want you to tell me Um, who are I'm looking at the Chiefs injury report real quick. The Chiefs injury report is huge. You got (laughs) – no, no, I'm I'm serious. You got six players on the Niners that are on the injury report, two being Kittle and Trent Williams who are going to play. And on the Chiefs, you got Chris Jones, Pacheco, Thune, Sky Moore, Legereus Need, MVS, Jarek McKinnon, Rasheed Rice. You got a lot of guys who, I mean, I think most of them are going to play. But McKinnon, Reed gave an update. He said McKinnon probably not going to play, slim chance to play. If he does play, it's a really good piece for their offense because I think their offense is much better when you have him coming out of the backfield. Yeah, McKinnon, and, McKinnon, very, very dynamic back. Joe Thune is huge. Yeah, you saw he is he is an All Pro left guard, probably the best at his position. And if losing him for the Super Bowl, I smells blood in the water the same way that the Buccaneers game happened when the Bucks took advantage of the Chiefs faulty O-line when the two of their tackles went down for the Super Bowl. Except it's different this time. Except you don't have you're not losing tackles, you're losing your interior guard. Yeah, the guard can get helped, but like your tackles being out against that Bucks defense. I, two, both I, of I them. Picked, yeah, both both of them. Both of them. And like I picked Mahomes because I still believed in him. But I didn't bank on all these drops, and I didn't bank on like these backup tackles being that hor- horrible, horrible, dude. That might have been the no best game he's played in his career. Ex- exactly from like an eye test standpoint, absolutely. People say he played bad in that game. Just say no. you you went and watched that box score, and you had no clue what happened. He had three drop touchdowns. He was 
He had he one of the craziest like, throws I've ever seen in my life. Exactly. Like, dude, he, throw. Was, he was refusing to go down. It, it, it was phenomenal work. And do you remember uh, credit to the Bucks offense? They were moving. He rolled left, spun around, getting thrown down out of bounds, and he threw the dime back left corner. And he got dropped. Drop. Yeah. Was that Byron Pringle? I think it was Byron Pringle. I think it was Pringle or Hill. I think it was Pringle though. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Hill. It was, it was, it was yeah. Pringle or like uh, one of those mid-tier receivers. Maybe maybe Hardman. Dude, we're talking about we're talking about a twenty-eight-year-old Patrick. We're talking about twenty-eight-year-old Patrick Mahomes, or we're talking about his second Super Bowl that happened three years ago in his second or his third year of starting. Like, yo, his lore is already goaded. <laughs> tell me how I searched up Pringle drop versus Bucks. And a YouTube video that says every drop touchdown pass in Super Bowl 55. The fact that's that ridiculous. it says every ridiculous drop, they have a compilation of now the drops some of those. Some touchdowns. of those might have happened. Like some of those might have happened on the same drive. So I don't want to be like, oh well, if, if all these were caught, then they win because it doesn't work like that. But no, it doesn't. That game, but... Mahomes made it seem a lot closer than it was. Like the fact that they got destroyed, it's just like, damn, we're gonna look back on that and be. That's another thing. Oh, quarterback head-to-head matchups. Oh, Brady's better because he beat him in the it, when he was just a playoff virgin, and he beat him when he had no tackles. Yeah, Eli Manning's better though. Yeah, because Brady Brady was out there sacking Patrick Mahomes. Okay, Eli Eli's better than than uh than Brady though in the playoffs. Eli Eli Enfolds clears that bum. You saw Eli's uh, rap battle. Yeah, nah, he cooked. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Patriots <laughs> fans, are, dude. Boston sports fans are so sensitive. Like they were coming as joke, oh, dude. Yeah, like, dude, do you really think Eli Manning thinks he's better than Tom Brady? Like, do you really think that man? He has like, his own no show where he watches football. He knows he knows football, Lord. Dude, he, he is, watches dude, like, football he, every Monday. Eli would probably Eli would probably say he's the third best quarterback in his own family and the fourth best player in his own family. Eli's he'd incredibly. He'd probably, he'd probably say he's the third best in his class. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, he might be, but 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 he I mean, he's got he's got the, he's got the jewelry that Philip don't have, and he's got, got fourteen kids. Four, you, want, you want kids or jewelry? I don't know. They, they, and he also and then he also and then he also don't got he also don't got Big Ben's uh, extracurricular activities. So whoa. <laughs> anyway, let's talk, about, let's, let's talk about the Chiefs end of the game, Danny. I wanted to ask you, like I asked Chris for the Niners. Chiefs, who are three or four guys that's got to stand out in this game that is not named Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey? Like, who are just three other guys? They're going to have to go win this game for them. I'm going to start with position group. It's Trent McDuffie and LeJarrius Sneed. They're my first two players. We saw what, they, what they're capable of against the Dolphins. We see what they're capable of against the Eagles last year in the playoffs. They're an elite cornerback duo. These two guys have what it takes to shut down Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. They have it takes to shut down anybody in the NFL. Justin Jefferson, I don't care. They can take on anybody and go shut them down. And that's what really makes these Chiefs dynamic this year. The next guy is also a defensive player. It's Nick Bolton. Having Nick Bolton be able to go one-on-one with Christian McCaffrey is important. Because having him, like you have your Fred Warner for on the 49ers. Well, they have their own version of Fred Warner. And he's very good. He, if if you could have Nick Bolton shut McCaffrey down to a four or five yard gain instead of breaking 10, 15, 12, 12, 12, because McCaffrey, the way he does it, 
He'll break through a hole and get 12. He'll break through a hole and get eight or nine. If those eight or nine go down to four or five, that's when the Niners get in these third and mediums, third and longs, and it kind of shuts their offense down. I don't know the and injury if, status on Willie Gay, but I think he's he would be just as important in that. Both both of them as a combo. And the fourth and final player that I think really is that important for the Chiefs is going to be Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice, we saw in the Dolphins game, was his like coming out party in the playoffs. And he has what it takes to be a, I wouldn't say wide receiver one, so yet. I think event down the line, maybe, but he has what it takes to be a number one option in this Chiefs offense outside of Travis Kelsey in the receiving room, at least. Rasheed Rice gets separation. He has this yak ability where you, you hits the ball and he makes things happen. And it's kind of crazy because the Chiefs four years ago were take, throwing the ball downfield and kind of going down after they got tackled. Now they're doing the opposite. They're catching the ball at the line of scrimmage or three yards at, at the line of scrimmage and then getting a lot of yards after catch. I think that really speaks to the evolution of Mahomes' game because they used to have to trust him to just, oh, Tyreek Hill's down there. You got to let him and Kelsey make plays. You can't trust, you, you can't say that anymore. I mean, he's really finding guys that are open in the flats and reading defenses and picking them apart. And I know we used to make fun of Brady. I, I, you have to be, you have to remember back in time, there used to be compilations of people saying, this is your GOAT. Brady's throwing checkdowns to Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola. I, I can but, never get behind that argument. People are. Do you so remember dumb. those videos? So dumb for that. Yeah, I remember like, dude, videos. Dude, it's called like, dude. They used to get five yards a pop without Brady Edelman. That's all check you down, need. Checkdowns the Woodhead, uh, throws the Burkhead. Like, it was that it's one just guy. So dumb checkdowns. As as like, checkdowns are smart. Checkdowns are smart. I mean, here's the thing. It's, you take a check down because the defense is playing quarters or they're playing cover two and they're taking that deep th- those deep sideline shots away. And exactly. what are you going to do? The underneath is open. You take it. You get four or five yards. You get six yards. Reset. You're in second and medium now. You can operate. You can't yeah, operate like you- on third and long. That's it's the like problem. People thought Tom Brady couldn't read a field, so he opted for the check down. No, he opted to live, see another day. Same thing with Mahomes. But yeah, I like so, the point. So, yeah, Rasheed Rice is critical in this game. You got Rasheed yeah. Rice, Nick Bolton, and the two cornerbacks on the Chiefs. If these th- four guys show up on Sunday, they'll be walking home with a third Lombardi Trophy in the last six years. Yeah, because you know Mahomes is showing up. Yep, and solidifies the Chiefs dynasty. Now we swing it on over to Chris. Chris, what are what are the X factors? You know, Danny said for the Niners, it's going to be time management. It's going to be letting Brock cook, and it's going to be winning third downs. What do you think could what do you think the Chiefs got to do to beat Shanahan for the second time in five years? Is it so be it? One thing. Just they, one. Have catch, they have to catch the ball consistently. That's it. That's been the issue with the Chiefs when they were having problems. It was receiver drops. It was Kadarius Tony lining up on the other side of the field. It was a lot of stuff. It was just a lot of stuff in that receiver room. Mahomes has shown, like, bro, I'm going to put the ball there. I just got to figure it out and catch it. They just have to consistently catch the ball. I think the Chiefs win this game. And, I, and it's not even like the 49ers are a pushover. I know the defense is good, but it's that simple. 
Andy Reid, I feel like, is going to get them open, as he has. Like, they're going to have plays where they're going to have people open. They have to consistently catch the ball. That's it. And I know that's really plain, sounds very casual, but that's really it. Because that was a that was a thing that I saw that hurt the Chiefs the most this year. That was the inconsistency that hurt the Chiefs the most this year. And Kelsey, you know, being inconsistent at a point, a little hurt, whatever the case may be. But that was the inconsistency in the wide receiver room. So if they can catch the ball consistently, they should win. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And that was one thing that you know, we were talking about leading up to the playoffs. I believe it was on one of the episodes where I think uh, you had something going on and it was – Oh, you were in. Uh, you were on the cruise. I think me and Danny were talking about. It. We're talking about the Chiefs, and we're like, like the receivers could very well lose them a playoff game. And you know, knock on wood, I'm not praying that it happens. It hasn't happened yet. This, but like, yeah, can we trust this wide receiver group to help not lose a fourth consecutive game? It, it, time will tell, and that's why Rasheed Rice is going to be huge, and that's why Travis Kelsey and you know MBS, they're they're, they're going to be huge. Um, dude, Travis Kelsey had one of the best games I've ever seen him play, and it's, it might not showed up that crazy in the stat book, in the score sheet. But the the diving catches against the Ravens, the third down conversions across the middle where he's just cooking the some of the best linebackers in the NFL and Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith, he had a showing in Baltimore and deserves all the flowers you can get. If there is any, and I mean any. Swifties that are watching the show, which I highly doubt. <laughs> One thing that I can say about Travis, Travis is not just, you know, Taylor's big, dumb jock boyfriend. The fact that he can be on the same wavelength as Patrick Mahomes, because Lord knows what he is thinking ever on a football field, is mind-boggling. How can these two be on such a good page together, always working out of structure? It's his most underrated trait by far good route runner knows where to sit in the zones but his breakdown plays breakdown and he's able to do his thing it's it's really marvelous um his ability to to adapt to a situation is um it's outstanding and that's how he adapted into you know taylor's context you feel me and um you know he got that friendship bracelet come on he got that friendship bracelet and he went to work you know what i'm saying on that story though on that love story, uh, I think that these Super Bowl parties are not – these Taylor Swift-themed Super Bowl parties, they just see they, – they're so cringy. I ain't going to lie to you, man. They're very – well, No, no, no. Well, that's one. And two, they're well-organized. They're cringe. They're, they're a little childish, but they're very well-organized. And that's one thing I, I like. I, I like the well-organized – Super Bowl party. Danny, I'm going to show up to your crib at halftime. We're going to have <laughs> buffalo chicken dip on the ground somewhere. Just like spill. Like, it's just, I already know it's going to be a mess. But, uh, but yeah, but there no real what. quick, because I do want to get to the dunk contest, but I want some hot takes for the Super Bowl. I'm going to start with mine. I think that Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes will combine for over 100 rushing yards. In this game, Purdy rushed for 50 last week. Well, 48 uh, after the kneels, but rushed for 50 last week. Mahomes, you know, he, he's capable of getting 50. I think the linebacker player is going to be so phenomenal coverage wise. And of course, the secondaries as well. It's going to force them to break down. It's going to force them to make some plays with their feet. I think 100 yards from our two starting quarterbacks this game. That's my Super Bowl hot take. We're going next. You're up. I would say we're kind of. I would say we're kind of. You know, I just brought this up, so if, you, if y'all need time to think, you know, it's no worries. 
Uh, my Super Bowl hot take is that it's kind of random, but <laughs> you brought it up, so I think I'm a, I think I'm just run with it. Isaiah Pacheco about to win Super Bowl MVP. Oh, okay. Okay. That you would think less of, but I think he's gonna have a big game catching the ball. And you spoke to us a little bit, Tony, and when you were talking, Mahomes finds find has been finding his guys in the flat a lot. And Pacheco's pretty reliable back there. I mean, if he's not running, he's been pretty reliable. So I think at the end of the day, he can have a game where he combines for 125 rushing yards, a touchdown. I mean, 125 rush receiving yards, a touchdown, something like that. And it can sneak and mess around and get Super Bowl MVP. So that that's my pick. I'm a, I'm I would go with um Isaiah Pacheco's going to win Super Bowl. I think one of the most impressive things is, especially on the receiving side of that, like receivers winning Super Bowl MVP is so utterly impressive because you have to take up so much of your quarterback's yards like that, like, you know, it's just hard. That's why I appreciate Julian Edelman's won it. Deion Branch won it. That's two receivers in the Brady era, by the way. Um. We have been like on and off, like complimenting then shitting on Brady. But, um, you know, like receivers, when you're able to win a Super Bowl MVP, it's it's incredible. So, Danny, you're the final hot take. I kind of got two. So, the first okay. one is that Christian McCaffrey is the only player on the Niners to score a touchdown. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I think he gets two. Okay. I think the Niners get 20 points total, two field goals, and two McCaffrey touchdowns. I like that. Um, they scored 20. They scored 20 last time as well. Same way. Yeah. <laughs> it's 31 20. Um, and uh, my second hot take is that Mahomes throws for 420 yards. Oh, that's not, that wouldn't even that be a Super Bowl record. That's, that's, the it wouldn't part. be. It, I, so there's a, there's a Pretty line sure on 506 if you want to bet it on DraftKings or FanDuel. Uh, there's a, you can bet this on the sports books that, the Super Bowl passing record will be broken for 506 yards. It's insane yeah. odds. Insane it, odds. It's just, yeah, but like, the Niners defense the is too good. I don't think their corners are that good. I think their corners are horrible, but the Chiefs, like, don't have the receivers to be able to cook like that. Like, you, you would need a 150 by Kelsey and all the receivers to put up 55 yards or more. And I, I just don't know if I see that happening. Yeah, but either way, I see Eric Bieniemy coming back to KC next year and running it back. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can see it, man. Maybe. Yeah, I try to tell people, like, look, man, like he's won two Super Bowls as a coordinator. Like, if he's not a head coach, probably tells you something maybe about like how like just GMs and guys just look at him, you know, or how players yeah. feel about him. But exactly. Okay, um, so those are the Super Bowl hot takes. We ha- we have uh, score predictions from all three of us. Oh yeah, we we gotta break it down. We gotta break it down. You know, Do we, let's go in reverse order. If you if you want to start, um, my score prediction it's actually the same exact as the last Super Bowl, thirty one to twenty. I think the Chiefs. Okay. I, I said this last week. Uh, I think that the Chiefs' offense is just a little too hot, high powered for the 49ers. I think that Mahomes take care of the ball. He hasn't thrown any interception or taken a sack in a playoff game. I believe in the last like. I think he games. got sacked. I think he got sacked last game. He might got sacked last game, but I think twice. that was the first first time he got sacked in a playoff game, and it didn't really mean much. Um, we saw Mahomes just kind of take over in the first half. Second half, they adjusted. If you let Mahomes get a big lead on you, the Chiefs defense is not letting you come back, and to that extent, that the so I think Chiefs take care of business, get it done on Sunday, thirty-one twenty. All right. 
I like that. Chris? I've had a change of thought. Oh. I one. I've had one. And it's because of what Danny just said. And I was just thinking about it. I'm like, Danny's crazy just said it. If the Ravens didn't wet the bed, they could have beat the Chiefs. They, they wet the bed in the second half, and they did not do anything with offense that they've done the whole year. So for that point alone, I am choosing the 49ers to win 34-31. And the reason I'm doing so is if the 49ers can be creative and limit the Chiefs, not saying they're going to stop them from scoring the whole half like the Ravens did. If they can limit the Chiefs into being a 10-point-per-half type of team, then I think they can win this game. And that's what I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose the 49ers winning Super Bowl 24-20. Okay. Okay. So I, I, I like that way of thinking as well. Here's one thing, man. Uh, if there's one man who uh, goes away from absolutely everything that works in the big game, it's Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> that man, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, is going to throw everything away in the big game. <laughs> Especially man, in the second half. Especially that man in the was up. That man was up 20 points, and he said, you know what? We're still throwing it deep. We're not running this clock out. We're throwing it up to Julio. We're not giving it to one of my two Pro Bowl backs. We're not doing it. Um, Devonta Freeman, one of the best running backs in the NFL at the time. Yeah, scored the first touchdown of the game. He was so uh, good at the time. I don't want to hear anything. He was a dude, top ten running back in the NFL. It? it was him and um, Tariq Cohen. No, Cohen, uh, Tim, t- something to Cohen. Uh, not What's Cohen. Cohen? Uh, no, his name started with Long a T. Form. We're casuals, man. We're cooked. We're officially washed. Okay. My score prediction, I'm going to have the Kansas City Chiefs winning 24-17. to Relatively defensive Super Bowl. I think we got two defenses, uh, two good defenses on our teams. I think it kind of goes down like the Niners uh, or, or the Chiefs-Ravens game. I truly believe so. I think it's going to be a lot going on first half. Probably Chiefs jump out to like a 17-7 to lead or so. And then Niners make some adjustments, adjustments second half, but... This could be a game where, you know, Mahomes gets the ball last. And that's just how it goes, man. That's just how it goes. All right, I'm going to let you know this. I'll give you one, okay. one, more, one last shot. I got his initials right. It's TC. Some Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, they were nice, man. They were a good little, good little duo, man. They were nice. Tevin Coleman, I believe, was on the Niners team when they played Mahomes in Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, I, I know Mostert was there. but Yeah. Okay. Well, that's our Super Bowl picks and stuff. But we have to run back to NBA Weekly because they just dropped the NBA Slam Dunk Competition contestants. Chris says this is the worst lineup he's ever seen. And I disagree. So we have Mac McClung from the Magic's G League facility, uh, affiliate. We have Jaime Jaquez Jr. from the Miami Heat. We got... Jacob Toppin from the Knicks G League affiliate. And then we have Jalen Brown, all-star, all-NBA member of the Boston Celtics. Now, what Chris is saying, or at least what a Chris's friend saying, need stars to come back to it, Chris says bad. I'm pretty sure we have an all-NBA member sitting right there. A merchant? Right there. I see that uh, merchant right there. I see him. Is he's, it, an is he, uh, he's an all-star, man. He right, slap, right him, slap him on the lottery team. He's scoring 30. And so is Scotty Barnes an all-star, too. Show love. Is he Jayla should be Brown an all-star. A... I'm on your side. Uh, no, I'm a... <laughs> a right-hand dribble basketball merchant. Uh, but yeah, Dog, I... He can dribble with his left hand. He Just has a ligament practice. messed up in his elbow. <laughs> All right, so look. I'll be a society. So the, the worst. 
always why I says the worst lineup is like, bro, All-Star Weekend is kind of for casuals to an extent. And that, that's yeah. why I say it's bad. I think, and and you know me, I watch college basketball. I watch high school basketball. I know Jacob Topper has crazy rides. I mean, look at his brother. I know that. I've seen Mac McClellan be great. I've seen it. Jalen Brown has very, very disrespected rides. People forget when he was at Cal, he was ridiculous. So I, I get that. Jaime won dunk contest in high school and with some of the best dunkers in the NBA today. I'm cool with that. But a casual turn this on and be like, who the who are these people? Like they may know Jalen Brown, but th- that's about it. And and I think that's unfortunate for the NBA because you have an event with Curry and, and Sabrina. I mean, yeah, with Curry and Sabrina is going to bring two crowds together we talked about last week. And then you have this, where it's like, who are these people to an extent? Like some people will remember Mac McClellan from, you know, and I'm talking about casuals. Of course we know. But it's a, I just think it could have been – I wish the stars would be back for that fact to where it's like – it used to be Vince Carter, Jason Richardson, T-Mac. Like we had people who were 25-plus per game scores in the dunk contest and in the All-Star game. Like it, it meant something. It used to mean something to me, man. But no, no. All right. Yeah, all right so it. let's – hold up. So let me let – me. some of the best dunk contest performances we've seen in recent history was Zach Levine – before he got a consistent J. Aaron Gordon, before he discovered Nikola Jokic. That was battle of the century. Derek but Jones. He, he was still the number one player on the Magic at the time. Aaron Gordon was still their best player. That team is ass. But, but he was still the best player, though. He was, so he, it was a star, technically. Hey. Oh, no. Nah. We're not doing that. Best player best player equals star now? No, I'm, I'm saying at, at that point, Aaron Gordon was a rising star. He was. I'm not I'm not saying I, I would have picked him as Jaime, my Jaime's, Jaime's a rising star on a... For two weeks, for two weeks. After hey, he, that, let's see. He just, hey, he, yeah, come on, come on, Go ahead, give my Mexican brother some, some, some love, man. He, 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 on the way up. So here's what I'll say. I don't know much about Jacob Toppin. His brother is Obi. I know you can jump out the gym. That works for me. Mac McClung won it last year. Only right, bring him back, defend his title. Mac McClung again, one of probably one of the best performances we've seen in the last however, agree, you know, many years. Um, Jaime Jaquez, he's won a dunk contest before. Um, I'm interested to see if see if he'll maybe jump over the border for his opening dunk. Um, and then you have Jalen Brown, unreal bounce. I don't know how creative he can get. I'm not. Uh, the last time I seen him do some crazy in game, I think was like Rising Stars Challenge, like a in East Bay in game. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a good lineup, at least from like because uh, for us casuals, probably not. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I think this is four guys with bounce. Yeah, basketball games, b- basketball fans will will enjoy this. Because I think it's gonna be some good dunks in this. I'm I'm not I'm not hating on the contest. I think it's gonna be a good contest. I just think that this and just for coming like you know early 2000s, mid 2000s, like you had some stars in there at points. So it's like it just sucks to see it like every year just get less star power. But I think it's gonna be a good contest though, because I think it's gonna be good. It could be, yeah, man, yeah. But that's basically everything that we got today, man. To wrap everything up, Chiefs and seven. Uh, Jalen Brown winning dunk contest over the Mexican, the white boy, and Nepo baby. Um, feel me. And Bede's knee is cooked. Sixers are cooked. Darvin Ham should be cooked, but he's not um, in the oven yet. Talking about being cooked, I just saw a Steelers fan have an idea that JJ McCarthy is going to be a Steeler at twenty, and I want to. Yeah, wanna bro. Up. I would. I would. I would openly let you come be an Eagles fan if that happened. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I would feel so unbelievably bad for you. It's like it's like drafting a Kenny Pickett clone. <laughs> yeah, having having two Kenny Pickett variants on the same squad is certainly something. But uh, yeah. Y'all got anything to say before we uh, get on out of here after this nice episode? All right. 
Thank you guys for tuning in from AP New Freezer, cultured by Migos and DC Comics. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week.